welcome to Tamarindo Podcast. We are your hosts, Brenda Gonzalez and Ana Sheila Victorino. Tamarindo Podcast is the Latinx show where we discuss politics, pop culture, and how to balance it all con calma. Tamarindo is part of Loose Collective, a digital home for Latinas. You can catch all of our new episodes at loosecollective.com. Welcome to the show. episode of Tamarindo, we are going to talk about why we are voting. We just have a few short weeks before the election, and we're going to tell you all the reasons that we are voting. And also, we're going to, just to kind of have a palate cleanser, we're going to play for you a live performance of Brenda telling a love story. Enjoy. Welcome back to another episode of Tamarindo. Friends, we have just a few weeks left before the general election. It's happening November 3rd. The day is finally here. And we want to talk about the election this episode because uh, many states are going to be having their deadlines for which in which you can register, usually happening in October, depending on your state. So look that up. And we thought it would be important to visit with all of you why it's so important to vote. We actually asked some of our listeners, what are the three reasons that you're voting? And uh, here's what they said and uh, Anna Shayla why don't you start us off yes so from D'Angelo from the Geek Life we all knew America had major issues but these four issues have shown us how bad things could really be these four years yeah Yeah. Uh, number two we're about a month away from being a dystopian society and number three I'm a brown man in America and I grew up in fear and don't want my kids to do so those are Uh, good reasons we love him thank you for sharing yes and then we have the the folks from Latinx point of view podcast they said that healthcare is the number one issue because less people in the US have access to healthcare which is a big deal when you're experiencing a global pandemic number two the economy and then number three immigration is these are the three reasons for Latinx point of view All right. so we got Joe Sparkman who said number one to dump Trump hell yeah number two fight racism and number three fight sexism i'm gonna give him a matraca those are great reasons yes and then we had one more and lily sanchez said healthcare and immigration for yeah. sure so i mean there's so many reasons to vote for this election we have a huge opportunity coming up to course correct the past four years but rather than focusing on la basura that is trump and and who by the way we've decided anashele and i have mutually decided actually anashele decided but i agree we're going to retire putting trump in the trash can there's just too many trumps there so we don't have to do that here there's no more we're not doing it here either perpetual basura yeah he's already there so if you're a guest on tamarindo you're no longer allowed to put trump in there because he's there's too many of them in there anywho so we're gonna focus not on that but instead like what are we voting for it's not just against trump but there's like plenty of things to vote for so anna shayla why are you gonna vote this november uh, so many reasons. And I mean, ultimately, what I want most is for everyone to live their most authentic, fulfilling and healthy lives. And I think in order for us to be able to do that, we need to have living wages. We need to be able to live where we want without fear. We need to have equal access to education and opportunities. And we need to have access to safe and green communities and environments. Yes, yes. Amen. And I we mean, need all and that. I can go deeper into a few things. And I know, Brenda, you'll share some with us. But I think I vote because environmental justice and climate change, I think, are one of the most urgent issues of our generation. Yep. And Trump has shown us that they do not care about that. Trump administration has shown us that they do not care about that. They recently rolled back environmental and procedural protections under the Environmental Policy Act. So basically, you can build your highways, your pipelines and power plants without consideration of a lot of the harmful effects that they can cause on our communities and environmentally and also our communities. And, you know, 
it's not a surprise that most of the communities that are affected by these types of this construction are brown and black communities. Yep, that's so true. So and then along with that, I'm also voting because I care about black lives and I care about criminal justice reform. And again, the Trump administration has shown us time and time again that they're willing to put the economy before human lives. They're willing to protect white supremacy, supremacy. We can't even say the well-being of of all Americans. And we've seen that in, in how we handled the pandemic, that he literally cared more about, you know, the economy than human lives, especially brown and black lives. We've seen how he uses his platform, Twitter and, and other social media to incite right wing violence. And that's been really scary for, for me to read yeah, recently. An actual literal, like literally. it literally happened. You know, that young man, piece and, of shit that shot people. And, and what we've known for a long time is that we really need to reimagine how our criminal justice system works. And we know that the Trump administration has does not is not putting that as a priority. And I, I know that a lot of people will say, you know, and for sure, Joe Biden did help author the crime bill in 1994. But I believe, you know, I believe in the in the power of change. And I believe that from what I've seen with from Biden and including Kamala, that they're they're willing to, to course correct. And they, they definitely care more about reimagining and changing our criminal justice system than than Trump does. That's 100% true. Those are excellent reasons. 100% concur with that. How about you, Brenda? What are the what are a few reasons? I know there are so many reasons that we can vote, but what are a few that you want to call out for our listeners? So many. Definitely underscore everything that you said, but I think it's good for everyone to remember that the president can do so much, including appointing Supreme Court justices and other federal federal, federal judges. So a good reason to vote is the courts. Maybe you don't like Biden. Maybe you don't like um, Harris. Don't even think about them. Just think about what's at stake. So the president of the United States gets to appoint judges. And if we remember, there's been lots of Supreme Court battles from DACA, from ACA to reproductive and LGBTQ rights. And this court, the Supreme Court, is all over the place. They, they, they're mostly conservative. You know that Trump got to appoint two super right wing Horrible people, including Justice Kavanaugh, you know, a rapist. And also RBG is 87 years old and she's battled cancer multiple times. So it's very likely that whoever wins in November, they're going to be able to appoint another Supreme Court justice. And what's at stake? We just can't we just really can't afford that. Um, And not only that, there are federal appointments that the president gets to make besides the Supreme Court. So the New York Times reviewed what the Trump administration was able to do over the past four years, just in four years in these, you know, short time, um, he was able to appoint 50, over 50 judges is what the New York Times found. And they reviewed thousands of cases and found that these guys were mostly super right wing. This is what what's serious about this is that, and this is quote from the New York Times, which we will link in the show notes, the lifetime appointees who make up more than a quarter of the entire appellate bench were more openly engaged in causes important to Republicans, such as opposition to gay marriage and to government funding for abortions. You know, so if you care about your LGBTQ brothers and sisters, if you care about protecting your body, You cannot afford to sit this election out. So here's something else to remember. Quote, when Mr. Trump took office, there were 103 unfilled federal court openings in addition to the Supreme Court seat, in part because Republican Senator Mitch McConnell of of Kentucky, the Republican leader of the Senate and allies, had refused to proceed when confirming many of Mr. Obama's nominees. So these guys don't even play fair. So that's that's what's important is like we, we really have to vote for protecting the courts and keeping them free of the right wingers that want to ban gay marriage and take away our health care and want to 
control your body. So very important reasons. Yes. I've been flabbergasted seeing some of the potential to turn back, you know, what I thought were very clear decisions that we would not be turning back on, like the the right to choose and right to, to abortion and, and reproductive justice. Yeah. I mean, just look at what, what he's done about trans people in the military. It's just ridiculous. All right. So another important reason to vote is immigration, as we heard some of our listeners say. And look, we don't have to relive the daily trauma that is the news of how this president and his policies have devastated families, most notably his treatment of asylum seekers. And basically, the administration has done away with the possibility of people to seek refuge in this country. There are literally thousands of kids and mothers right now in tents at the border, unable to cross, and they're enduring a global pandemic, which we have all endured for nine months. And can you imagine they've been there for so, so long? And there's so much more. I mean, there's like horrible reports of kids in motels right now. The Trump administration is using COVID as an excuse to just do horrible, horrible things. And that is something that the Biden-Harris campaign is committed to correcting right away. So here's a little reminder. When there was an increase of unaccompanied minors coming from Central America, escaping daily terrors and violence, because that's what these folks are escaping, the Obama-Biden administration secured $750 million in aid to those countries. And Trump froze that. So, you know, they, they, he's not even committed to finding the solution and, and just is totally content with just letting families rot at the border. So we know that Obama, he is the deporter in chief, but, you know, he also passed DACA, which we know has been so helpful to so many. Over 800,000 people remain here in the U.S. They're working, they're contributing billions to the economy. They, they're homeowners, they're doctors, they're lawyers. And some of them are just regular people. Like they don't have to be amazing doctors or lawyers. They're just people that grew up here and should have the Deserve right to, to, be here. to be here. And so if we vote blue, um, not only at the top of the ticket, but all the way down, if we can take back the Senate, we can get back on track. We can get back on track on immigration. So that's another important reason. Mm -hmm. And then the third one that I want to share with all of you is the economy. Look, we know that this economy doesn't work for anyone fairly. Actually, that's not true. As as our our, uh, homegirl says, Elizabeth Warren, it works for the rich, but it doesn't work for most of us. But then we have this pandemic that is just destroying the Latinx community, black and brown folks more than anyone else. You know, our folks rep- overrepresent as essential workers. They also over overrepresent in jobs that have um, been shut down and these jobs may never come back. And so they, in many of them, because they're in mixed immigration status families or they don't have documents, they, they are shut out from financial recovery systems, which by the way, have not been enough. Okay. Meanwhile, you know, this is happening and Republicans, they were busy arguing whether 600 bucks was enough. And, and the, you know, it's been months since people have had to make that money last or like weeks. It's been too much. Anyways, we all know Republicans are not really taking care of us. And so one, one other thing that I think we don't talk enough about is that Latinas, especially, we are often caregivers. We are the caregivers to our, to children and also to aging parents. And so one of the things that I like about Biden is that he talks about childcare and he wants to give everybody a raise, minimum, raise the minimum wage. And also he wants to, have um, people that provide early childhood education, which we know is super important, give them a raise. And he wants to have some support for folks that are child, um, that are caregivers, you know, both Latinas who are sandwiched between the seniors and the children. So these are just some things that really we have to remember is completely different from Trump and we have to support. <laughs> so those are three reasons. 
I love that. Anyways, we gave you all some reasons to vote, some things to vote for. I think you could tell from the urgency in our voice that there's a lot that we have to do and we need all of you to get everybody else to vote. So actually, Anna Shayla's got a great list of things that we can all do because one thing is to get really furious, but we got to have some action. So Anna Shayla, what do you have for us? Right. Well, so I just want to say and one thing that a friend of mine said, you know, is, is Trump is not a, is, is a symptom, not a cause. And while there is so much to do, step one Regardless of how much more we want to do afterwards, step one is getting Trump out of office, right? Yeah. And I know this can be scary. This can be really scary to think about Trump possibly being in office another four years, and and that fear can be paralyzing. It can make us feel powerless. But we really, one thing that we can do to help us, you know, keep our calma is know that we do have power. Do we do have influence to affect this election if we all do a little something as much, you know, every week we can all be doing something to, to help us, you know, feel like we have control of this because we do have some control. So what are a few things that we can do? Number one, we can donate to voter engagement orgs um, or our favorite campaigns. Um, you know, it's not just federal, but also local. Right. So one example I want to re- recommend is Voto Latino. Um, do you have another one, Brenda? Or- I talk about them all the time, but I am a, a you know monthly supporter of Unidos US. But these are just two examples of or, uh, some organizations that are heavily involved in getting Latinos, specifically Latinas and Latinos, Latinx community to vote. Yes. OK. Number two, you can sign up as a poll worker. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I'm almost tempted to do it. I know some people are, are are motivated to do it this time around. They've never done it before. So think about that. Yeah. Number three, you can sign up as a volunteer on Joe Biden's site. Make calls in Wisconsin, Arizona, Michigan. Those are, these are all states that are battleground states that where your work can really make a difference. I know I have a friend that's actually been organizing every Friday from four to six um, oh, phone awesome. banking. So f- you, you can do little parties. You can make it fun. Yeah, Zoom <laughs> um, parties. And then I love, number four, and I love this, this is a, a term that a friend of mine um, coined, or I don't know if she coined, but relational organizing. So really talking to our loved ones and making sure that they have a voting plan, that they're still registered to vote. We're more persuasive with our loved ones and people that we're closer to than, than we are with strangers. So really focusing on the people that we, we can have a bigger impact on and we can, you know, help get more active and get registered. Because there's a lot of people that, you know, that do have th- that intention and they, and they don't want to see Trump in office, but for some reason they're not getting registered. They're not making sure they vote. So just, you know, really talking to to our loved ones and our family and doing what we can with those. Number five, find out important deadlines for your state, including when is the last day to mail in your vote by mail um, or also seeing about early voting dates. So just you can track your ballot by actually just going Google search and, and typing in track my track my ballot in my state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll drop some cool links so that you have them handy. But yeah, find out find out what your plan is. I know that my plan now is that I'm going to find out when is the earliest that I can vote here in L.A. And I'm going to even though I normally vote by mail, I'm going to just vote physically early. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. So have you have you decided what your plan is? You're thinking about it? Yeah, I, I love that. I think I'm going to I'm going to hop on on your boat and do the Excellent. same. Excellent. Cool. Yes. So like if we can all let's all commit to at least doing one one thing. You know what? I'm going to commit right now that I'm going to volunteer to be a poll worker. My God, are you serious? Yeah, okay, I'm y'all. Doing it. She did. She did follow through and make made her first TikTok. I, made her first TikTok. <laughs> I told Brenda I would do one. I'm actually like a week late, but I did it. She I did, did I said it. By the okay. end of August, she did. But I did it. I did but it. She's going to so. do, you know, she's, she's going to work the polls. On the date. <laughs> yes, I am committing. I'm doing it oh right my now. Gosh, you heard it here that's first. So cool. so. Oh my God, that's awesome. I love that. Well, that's that's excellent. I think that's fantastic. I think what I'll commit to do, because I haven't done it yet, I have not started giving to Biden. I do give to, just a throwback to a couple episodes ago, I do give to um, the DA race here in Los Angeles, which is very important. So if you are an LA listener, don't forget to vote for George Gascon. This is your opportunity to hold cops accountable. Friendly reminder. But what I'll commit to do here with you is that I'm going to give to Joe Biden. 
Love it. That was an awesome conversation. I think we have time to do our matraca basura and calma. So do you have one? What do you have for us? Okay, well, I'm going to start with calma because I, I have I have that one ready, and I think we can always use a little bit more calma, especially in these times. So, what's really been giving me calma right now is L O V E love. Yes, <laughs> and yes. if y'all listen to the last episode, y'all know I'm like cheesy in love right now. It's great, I love <laughs> but, it. Um, yeah, I mean, love and and so being generous with love, and and that means being vulnerable. So, just the more generous that you are with love, the more that you get it back. And I think especially right now, love is a, is it's a powerful force to, to help us get through these times and I think and also love and tenderness for myself this has been a really crazy time for me juggling a bunch of things and one thing that's really helped me get through is just really being compassionate and loving towards myself like my life like my house has been a mess and and like just feeling like I've been dropping some small balls but just being like you know what your best is different at different times and that is okay and just sitting with that and just knowing that you know you're, you're going to work through it and you're eventually going to get on the other side side and, and not kind of getting stuck in stuck in that and, and, and what helps is being loving and compassionate with yourself for I sure. love that so matraca to being loving and compassionate to yourself <laughs> I love that yes and actually your shirt right now that you're wearing says compassion so oh um, Brenda is yes. co-signing that right now see there you go it all comes together <laughs> alright what about you Brenda what well, you got for me you know since you had a calma I will do a basura yes. and then we can go back to love so okay so my basura look Here's another exciting thing with being here in California is that, you know, Kamala Harris, who is our senator, hopefully if we all do our work correctly, she will be the vice president. Right. And so that'll leave a vacancy here for governor, potentially to Governor Batman, Governor Barbie. I have I have two names for him to appoint you know, somebody to take over her seat. And so there's been a lot of organizing, like make sure it's Latino, make sure it's Latino. And I'm here to tell you that make sure it's a Latina or a woman. I will take. Anybody that's a female, preferably a black or a brown woman, over a man. I'm sick of men. And here's an example. <laughs> the Speaker of the House here, or State Assembly, or the Speaker, very powerful role here in California. His name is Anthony Rendon. Latino man. Quote, unquote, progressive. Quote, unquote, passionate about um, this. I know him, that his background is actually um, child care. Well, let me tell you that this man, during a global pandemic, forced a woman representative who had just had a baby to show up to work and make sure that she voted and she could not work remotely from home. She could not zoom. She could not do her, her job via zoom according to him. Mm. And, and that just shows you that there's a difference. It's it, let's go with Latinas and forget those O's because you cannot count on them. So big basura mm. to uh, Anthony Rendon. <laughs> and so Mr. Mr. Governor, when you think about the Senate, make sure it's a woman. <laughs> make sure it's a woman. All right. So, okay. Enough about that. What's next, Anishira? What's next? All right. Well, you know, we could talk about politics all day, but let's, let's talk a little bit. If you listen, we want to leave you with a little bit of a palate cleanser. Yes, and exactly. we want to go back to to love. If y'all, I we've heard that y'all loved our loved our last episode about love, and now we're gonna play a recording for you from Brenda, where she actually shares a little bit about how she met her own partner of over ten years, and I think it's really beautiful. And actually, before we get to that, I actually want to know a little bit about: is there anything that you can share with the audience? Like, how do you how do you keep a, a relationship going for ten years? What, what's maybe a reflection on like what's really made your relationship long lasting? Oh, okay, well. I have a very simple thing that I really uh, like to celebrate about my relationship with Jeff. 
It's that, and we've done this from very early on. We're very specific about what we say thank you for. So if, if somebody gets up earlier and makes the bed, thank you for making the bed. Thank you for putting the dishes away. You know, thank you for picking me up some lunch. Like we're very specific and very liberal with our appreciations. So I think that that's one nugget that I'll share with folks is that if you notice, if you notice anything that just makes your day a little easier, just take the second to thank that person. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like that's been a very key, maybe because I don't know, maybe our love language is compliments. Who knows? But that has been something that I really admire about our relationship is that we are very, very generous with our appreciation and very specific about what we appreciate. Mm, I love it. So showing gratitude. And I think it's, it's just a sign of not taking each other for granted. And that I think that becomes more and more important the longer that, that your, your relationship. Yeah. Longer, yeah. So if you want to revisit how we, how it all started, uh, what we're going to play for you as we wrap up this episode, is just a bonus treat, a live performance that I was able to do with uh, our, our, you know, our favorites, which is Teatro Luna, which is an all Latina theater company. This was their live events back when live events used to happen <laughs> called Talking While Female. So uh, we'll, we'll listen to that. But before that, we're going to take a little break. When was the last time you got rewarded for brushing your teeth? With Quip's new smart electronic toothbrush, good habits can earn great perks like free products, gift cards, and more. Quip has everything you need to build a complete routine, such as floss that expands to clean and comes in refillable dispensers to reduce waste and eco-friendly solar battery charger to power your Quip with sunshine. Anna Shayla and I both love our Quip smart electronic toothbrushes, and we are already winning with Quip by having clean and healthy teeth, but earning free products is a bonus. Smart electronic toothbrushes for adults and kids have all the guiding features of the Quip original brush, but now with a new Bluetooth smart smart motor that connects to the free Quip app so you can track your brushing, get tips and daily coaching and earn rewards for good habits like brushing two minutes twice a day. Join over 5 million mouths who use Quip and save hundreds compared to other Bluetooth brushes when you get a Quip smart brush for just $45. Start getting rewards for brushing your teeth today and go to getquip.com slash tamarindo right now and get your first refill free. That's first refill free at getquip.com slash tamarindo. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash tamarindo. Quip, better oral health made simple and rewarding. So I'm sitting in his car. The guy that I've been crushing on for a really long time. We're at a gas station, and he's gone inside to make a small purchase. And a little bit later, he's going to have a bigger expense. You see, I've asked this young guy if uh, his chosen professor, I'm sorry, his chosen profession as a teacher, gives him the means to buy a small precautionary device, and then maybe the means to pay for a cheap motel room. He said yes. So this is not exactly the most romantic start to your fantasy coming true, but this is how it happened for me. So to understand where we, how we got to where we are, we need to back up a little bit. So some, several months before that, I found myself 25 years old, brokenhearted, divorced at that ripe old age of 25. And I um, really had lost faith in, in men and relationships. 
And I had just made a new friend, her name was Vivian, and it turns out that Vivian and I, we, we happened to become co-workers, we were co-workers, but we recognized that we had a couple classes together at Cal State Fullerton. So a little word about Cal State Fullerton. Anybody familiar? Couple people. <laughs> so Cal State Fullerton, it's a big commuter campus. It's, it, I didn't have the type of college experience where you got to live on campus. It was a, you know, you come and you go. It really wasn't a place you made a lot of long lasting relationships. So that's a little bit to think about Cal State Fullerton. But I happened to recognize Vivian from a couple classes and now we've become friends. And we go out for happy hour and we go to this place called Memphis in Santa Ana. And I um, noticed that there's a DJ setting up. And something about the DJ setting up made me think about this hot guy in college. And I was like, yeah, you know, there's this hot guy in college who was a math major and a DJ. These are the only two things that I remember about him. And I remember, of course, what he looked like. He had like this perfectly brown head, because it was like shaved, a little bit of silver, shiny hair coming through when I was young. He had broad shoulders. He had um, this tiny little nose, these sexy little lips that looked like Elvis. He was hot. And I remember spying him on campus. I was like, that guy's so hot. Uh, wait, so way back then in college, I, you know, I'd seen him around. We didn't have any classes together. But we ended up figuring, or I ended up figuring out, not him. I don't think he even realized I existed. But I ended up figuring out that I was friends with his roommate. And one time his roommate invited me over, and I got to talk to this guy, and we made out once. But that was the end. There was no chemistry, or maybe the chemistry was just on my side. <laughs> so, lucky for me, lucky or unlucky for me, I moved on, I met someone else, and it was a whirlwind crazy relationship, I ended up getting married. When you get married at 22, you're gonna get divorced at 25. <laughs> just starting to live again, you know, as a single person. And so I turned to my friend Vivian and I said, you know, there was this guy in college, math major and a DJ, and that's all I said. She's like, I know that guy. His name is Jeff Ricards. And I was like, yeah, 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 that's his name. Because I, I actually didn't even remember his name. And so she tells me, um, well, he's my friend on MySpace. This is 2008. MySpace and moving to Facebook, and I had already migrated. So, again, so I, uh, I was like, ah, well, there, there you go. It's not going to happen. It's over. We, don't, we had our night. We had happy hour, whatever. I go home that night, and Vivian texts me. He's my friend on Facebook. And I was like, woo, game on. We have a mutual friend. So I uh, immediately, immediately messaged him, and I was like, hi, Jeff. Remember me, but you know, we went to Cal State Fullerton. I was friends with your roommate Adam, and he accepted my friend request. I was like, Yes! So, again, this is early days of Facebook. There's not that much data, there wasn't like zillions of pictures. There was like one or two, and a little bit of like his bio. And I was immediately like looking through all his pictures, trying to see if there's a girl. And like, just like, Oh my god, he's so cute! He's playing the saxophone, he's like with his family on like some adventure. And and um, he responds, and he says, Yeah, I remember you from Cal, you know, how, how have you been since Cal State Fullerton? Totally harmless. So I'm like, okay, okay. I'm like, oh, I've been great. Remember that kiss we shared? 
I get nothing. Nothing. So I give it a couple weeks. Nothing. So I'm super embarrassed. So I like I delete him. But he immediately friend requests me. I was like, this motherfucker's in love with me. This is, to give you some perspective, this is back when we would upload pictures from your digital camera. This is back when you would post maybe once a week. So I have very little bit of data to get to know this guy. But, you know, the, the more I read about it, the more I'm like, God, you know, I'm really like, oh, I'm interested. But, um, you know, he's not really paying attention to me. So I'm, I'm going and getting more confident with my broken heart healing. I'm going on a lot of dates. I'm meeting guys, but there's just not, nothing, they're not doing it for me. They're not doing it for, for me. So I keep kind of thinking about this Jeff guy. And even though he hasn't really, you know, interacted with me, I just, somebody told me, I just got a message him again. So I messaged him, I was like, you know what, Jeff, um, from what I can read on Facebook, from what I remember, I really think you're an interesting guy. And actually, because that's how long I hung out. And he responds, wow, I'm really flattered. I think we should meet up. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. <laughs> the best. And he still doesn't ask me out. Like, nothing, no action. So I'm like, fuck this guy. Totally forgot him. I went on a like, this one week, I went on like five days and like just, just totally, totally forgot him. And I actually flew up to Sacramento to visit a friend. And it's my 26th birthday, and I get a phone call. And I'm like, oh, this is number. Hi, and, you know, this is Brenda. I'm like, oh, it's Jeff. <laughs> and I didn't even, at first I was like, which one's Jeff? <laughs> and we're conversing, but then I'm like, oh, it's Jeff, Jeff. Oh, my God. So he, he says, like, you know, I want to take you out on a date. And we, we set it up. And he lives in Hollywood. And since I was recently divorced, I was back at home with my parents in Fullerton. And he volunteers to drive all the way from Hollywood on a Friday night, all the way to Fullerton. He picked up, he picked up a, um, a sushi restaurant. And first of all, I didn't, I didn't really like sushi at the time, but I was like, Mr. Fucking Crush, like your dreams come true, you fucking eat the sushi. <laughs> And it's amazing. Like the conversation is great. I'm making him laugh out loud. Like it's just, it's just going fantastic. I go to the bathroom. Vivian texts me. How's it going? Like this is the best date of my life. It's just going great. And at one point, I think I don't know what and what like the situation was, but I asked him to look something up on his phone. He says, "I left my phone in the car because I'm here to give you my undivided attention." Continental room, and they're playing music. There's people hanging around, but nobody's dancing. But but Jack gets me in the middle of the dance floor, and he dances, and he does his goofy little dance. Like, always does. Um, and, and it's just we're having such a great time. He he, he touches my hair, and he goes, "Your hair is so pretty." And then he makes out with me, and like you know, it's going fantastic. 
fantastic. And, and at, at, at this point, we're walking back to his car, and like it's just like we can't keep our hands off each other. We're literally like throwing each other against walls and making out, and it's going great. It's going great. So so we walk get to his car, and he's like. So, do you want to go back to my place in Hollywood? And I'm, I'm a Mexican daughter, living back with my parents. No divorce, we get out of Like, there's no way I'm fucking going to be in Hollywood. So, I, I was like, well, what's this, the next best thing? And this is off Harbor, close to Disneyland. There was a lot of hotels. So, that's when I asked him, well, well, Jeff, you know, you're a teacher. Do teachers make enough money to buy a little small precautionary device and then maybe pay for a hotel room? Because I guess they do get it. <laughs> so it's on. So we're at the gas station. He gets the condoms. And we go to the first motel. No vacancies. This is July near Disneyland. No vacancies. So we go to the second place. He goes in. No vacancies. <laughs> so we go to the third place. Third place. He goes inside. He comes back. He's all sold out. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, it's not going to happen? And he's like, just kidding. I got the keys. <laughs> we, we go to the room. It's got two beds. He's like, oh, sex bed, sleep bed. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had fantasized about him in that night for a while. And I won't go into too much details, but I will share that when it all happened, there was a gasp. Of, oh my gosh. So it was a fantastic day. I, I, we go to the sleep bed, and the next morning, it's now dawn, and he takes me home at 5 a.m. And this is the story of my forever ever, my husband Jeff, who's got the phone. Tamarindo Podcast is independently produced by Ana Sheila Victorino and Brenda Gonzalez. Jeff DeVoe provides original music and sound engineering, and Michelle Andrade provides editing and production support. Follow us on Instagram at Tamarindo Podcast and at Twitter at Tamarindo Cast. And if you like the show, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts or share the episode with a friend. Get in touch with us at tamarindopodcast.com. Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa. Eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI FPEI 220099.